You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope that this episode of the podcast is useful for you. Today, I'm going to tackle kind of a a conundrum theologically that just sort of flows out of the sermon last week. So today, I want to talk about two sides of the fear of God. So hang in there with me. I hope you find this to be pretty useful. So on Sunday, um, the sermon was about Luke chapter 13, and about this teaching that Jesus offered about this uh, this fig tree that was not bearing fruit for the Lord, um, but then there was this one more year that it was going to be given, and you know there was going to be great attention paid to it. It was going to be fertilized at the roots, and if it did not bear fruit that year, well, then the tree would be cut down. And I felt that that parable was sort of a capstone to this big speech that Jesus made in Luke chapter 12 about the urgency of the kingdom of heaven, and then he was... Uh, kind of the the end of his speech, he was almost interrupted by some people that were talking about some political crisis. Um, Pilate, the procurator, had mingled, according to these report givers, had mingled the blood of Galilean worshipers with their sacrifices. In other words, Pilate had made this political move to kill worshipers for some reason. Um, And this is something that he would have done from what we know about, about Pilate. He was not a fantastic guy. But Jesus used that crisis that was being reported to him. And instead of focusing on the crisis, he just said, look, well, if we don't repent and become right with God, all of us will perish. And I think that he was pointing us towards not just uh, physical demise. You know, for example, the city of Jerusalem would be destroyed in 40 years because the people would fail to repent. But rather, I think he's pointing us in a bigger picture way uh, to ultimate judgment that even after death, you know, we'll be judged. And that turned my attention to Luke chapter 12, where we find two teachings about the fear of God. So what I want to encourage the church to think about today is that, you know, on the one hand, we know that as believers, we are supposed to fear God. Like our primary... uh, um, our primary concern in life should be God and His opinion. Are we walking with God? Are we right with God? Um, and the biblical way to refer to that sense of awe and submission and respect and wonder is fear. Do you fear God? In other words, if we're putting on a scale uh, the opinions of men and women and the opinions of God, do we always tip the balance towards God. Do we fear God or do we fear people? So Jesus picks this up early in his speech. So in Luke chapter 12, there are thousands who've gathered to hear him. And this is what he says. He says, what you've said in the dark will be heard in the daylight. What you've whispered in the ear, in the inner rooms will be proclaimed from the roofs. Verse four, I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body. And after that, can do no more. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after your body has been killed, has the authority to throw you into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. So the first thing Jesus says is, like, you should absolutely fear God. Now, this is a tightrope that I want to encourage you to walk well because I don't want anybody to walk away with this view of God where he's always angry and your disposition should be some kind of an unhealthy fear. I want you to have a healthy, positive fear of God, not an 
unhealthy fear of God. And I think that is supported biblically. You know, so first, Jesus teaches us to think of God as Father. There's a healthy and an unhealthy fear of an earthly father. If you just use that, that analogy well, right, it's okay to, you, you should have a healthy fear of your father, respect your father's opinion, um, fear judgment or punishment if you get out of line. But on the other hand, you know, we all know it's unhealthy if you fear your father because he's an abuser or because he's just so angry, right? Right? So nobody's pushing you that way. And I think Jesus presents God as a loving, generous, compassionate, and gracious Father. So while I know these tells us to fear God, uh, on the other hand, we don't fear God as some kind of an abuser. And that is supported in the very next two verses. Look what he says. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. So in the same unit of the speech, Jesus says you shouldn't fear people. You should fear God. People, they can only kill you. The Lord's going to judge you after your body is dead. And he determines your eternity in heaven or hell, in his inheritance or far from him, the life giver. You should fear God. But then he moves forward to say, hey, listen, God pays attention to the sparrows. He knows how many hairs on your are on your head. Don't be afraid. You're more valuable to God than many sparrows. And so I want you to see both sides of this coin. It's almost as if the best way I can tell this to you is, hey, church family, listen, have a healthy, reverent fear of God and understand this. If we fear God properly, you have nothing else to fear. In other words, no matter what the world thinks or does, no matter what happens, if you're walking with your heavenly Father, if you are if you are walking in His love, then you've got nothing else to fear from this world. So on the one hand, yeah, let's fear God more than the opinions of our culture or the people around us. But on the other hand, know that once you've repented and your life is right with your Heavenly Father, when you're saved and adopted into His family, have no fear. God loves you more than the sparrows. He knows the hairs on your head. I want to flip over in 1 John because I think there's a very powerful passage in 1 John about the love of God and judgment. And so in chapter 4, verse 16, you're going to, um, I'll start reading. So we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment and the one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. So the quick summary of this teaching in 1 John chapter 4 is that you can have confidence in judgment and that's what makes me think that this conversation is really focused on the day you stand before God. You can have confidence in the day of judgment because you're walking with Jesus. And he says in verse 18, there is no fear in love. What does he mean by that? When he says perfect love 
drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. Well, if you're walking in the love of God, if you've received the gift of the crucifixion and the resurrection, if you've received the Holy Spirit and you're walking as an adopted daughter or an adopted son of God, then God's love is being made perfect in you. And that perfect love, that love of God in you, it secures you. And that should cast out any fear you would have about the judgment. So really, the best way I can say it is, let's fear God in a healthy way. And once our relationship with God is where it should be, you have nothing else to fear. And so I just want to encourage the church uh, to really respect this beautiful, powerful piece of theology that we absolutely should fear God, that we should care more about His opinion than anyone else's. But also understand that once you're right with God, once you've been saved, once you're walking in His family, adopted into His kingdom, you can put all the rest of your fears aside and you can know that your judgment is secure. God is pleased to give you His inheritance. He describes himself in beautiful, generous, gracious terms to his children. And I hope that you guys will pick up on that. So anyway, this came from Luke chapter 12 and 1 John chapter 4. I hope you'll read it for yourself. Church family, be blessed today. I hope that you're walking well with the Lord, that you'll encourage somebody while we are quarantined for COVID-19, that you'll make somebody else's day just a little bit brighter. Thanks, church family.